Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, we're live. What's up, YouTube? What's up, LinkedIn? What's up, podcast listeners? You're on another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. Today, I have a special guest from Florida, Matt Dolman. Matt, thanks so much for being on the show. I appreciate you having me. Special, I don't know if I'm special, but I appreciate the invite. <laughs> of course you're special. And we're going to get into why you are. So, you know, this podcast is uh, mainly for managing partners, managing their firms, trying to grow their firms. And I know Matt's going to have a lot of good stuff to share. It uh, looks like he's built a really great practice and a good firm down in Florida. And so uh, let's find out more about that from Matt. So Matt, uh, introduce yourself personally, and then kind of, you know, roll into how you started the firm and uh, where you got to where you're at. So I'm Matt Dolman. I'm a personal injury lawyer here in Florida with Sibley Dolman Guy. Um, we're a firm comprised of trial lawyers, and uh, we're on both coasts of Florida. I originally started out here in Clearwater, and I expanded throughout the Tampa Bay area. And now we have 11 locations on both coasts of Florida. And um, how did I get here? Well, I decided, you know, a long time ago, most lawyers were advertising in the phone books. And I realized I didn't have the ability, uh, the capital to compete against them head to head. There was no way I was going to be able to do that. And the big elephant in the corner of the room here in Tampa Bay is Morgan & Morgan. They're the biggest firm out there. So the only way I was able to compete is organic content. So I literally, and, and, and I, this is all I preach all day long. I teach a lot of lawyers how to do this. It's just they won't do it because they don't see instantaneous results. And it's, it's all about building out content silos. And we can get to go into depth about what that means. And I know you do with digital media. And that's that's literally, it's our bread and butter. That's that's our lifeline. And I started out in 2008 with digital media. And it took a while before I really you know saw the results. But when I saw the results, it's like an annuity. You're constantly putting money away and you reap your benefits. I love that. And I think I want to hire you to come sell for me. That would have to do it anytime you need. You need me to close somebody, I'm, I'm ready. I mean, I, uh, it's kind of funny because I, I say, if I'm talking to a, a a law firm prospect, I use a mutual fund as an example for SEO and, and content is that you don't put a thousand dollars in a mutual fund today and then tomorrow go, where the hell is my money? My return. It's something you do invest over time. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I got mm -hmm. some compounding interest going here. I have results and I put the time and energy into it. And so it's, it's yeah. not an overnight success. No, not at all. You know, for a while we were wondering, is this going to work? And then a year in, suddenly we're starting to see a stream of cases coming in every single month. We never look back. And now, you know, on a normal basis, we're bringing in 125 to 160 cases every single month off Google. And it just, it paid for itself in 20 times over. Impressive. I like that. Uh, so yeah, what you've done in all, you know, the locations you have all throughout Florida, mm -hmm. uh, a very impressive setup. And, and yeah, I mean, I guess I'm selling my own services here, but <laughs> you know, there's a lot of different ways to market and not, and everything has its place, but man, when you, when you can capitalize and. Yeah. But when you want to compete there, against employees without putting a ton of money into it, I mean, you, there are different budgets, obviously, for organic and digital media, but you can actually compete with the big boys without having to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. It's about the quality of your content and really um, how good the individuals are that are working for you and handling it for you. You guys have a fantastic agency, and there's several good ones out there. There's a lot of charlatans out there, but as long as you have a good agency working on your own behalf and you're putting out really good content, you will get there. Yeah, and I think to all those like uh, smaller startup firms uh, or someone that just you know started their own firm, some sweat equity, Get you know write your own content, produce your content. You can play without actually spending money to hire someone like us as, as well. So get it going, learn it, understand it. Yeah. And yeah, eventually, eventually you're gonna have to, you know, maybe hire someone or bring in house or an agency, but you can be doing this stuff uh day one and start that 
you know, foundation that you need to build up. So, yeah. Love it, man. So I guess that my, I guess the next question is, uh, I mean, not necessarily to do with how do you get clients, but when a, when a client comes to you all, right. Mm -hmm. What really, you know, what challenges are they usually facing? So they, they pick up the phone, they found you on Google SEO, whatever it was, right. What's the, the, the usual challenges that they're faced with why they made that phone call. Challenges on your typical auto accident, motorcycle accident, truck accident cases, you know, who's paying for my medical bills? When will the case resolve? Is my case going to court? Do I have to appear in court? You know, you got to walk them through that gamut of questions. And we do try cases and sometimes we try cases on behalf of other lawyers. That's a, a different department at our firm, but most cases never see the light of court. And you got to go through a whole process of pre-suit. Then if you need be, you know, if the insurance company doesn't do the right thing and Thank God they often don't do the right thing. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a job. Then we file our lawsuit and go through discovery and so on and so forth. But the biggest question is usually who's paying my medical bills and uh, is it coming out of my pocket? And how do you get paid at the end of your case? And it's more of the financial issues that worry them. Those are the touch points. And we, you know, we handle another unique area, which is a little bit different than personal injury. And that's uh, sexual abuse cases against the archdiocese. And you'd be surprised, different medical facilities, hospitals rehabilitation centers, these incidents go on. And it's, it's, it's scary. It's a, it's a scary underbelly of the medical community. Interesting. Not, that's news to me, I guess. So, um, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that. So yeah. that's a different practice area that you guys mm -hmm. cover. Interesting. Um, how do you go about uh, getting in front of those types of clients? I mean, is it basically kind of the same strategy you use? Um, how do you guys yeah, go mostly, about getting clients? Mostly organic. Um, I would say actually not mostly. That'd be a lie. All organic. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to see us on a television commercial anytime soon, regardless. But those aren't the kind of ads you're putting on social media. Most sexual abuse victims, uh, they've been sitting, they've been dealing with this for a long period of time before they want to come out and actually talk to somebody. So it requires a level of empathy. It requires somebody who's actually trained in dealing with those type of individuals who are victims of crime. And yeah, like you said, it's not something. It's not something to advertise for billboards no. and billboards. No. Uh, and as yeah, like you said, they, they probably do a lot of research mm -hmm. and and soul search. they probably do a lot of things before they they take that next step if they didn't take the step immediately after yeah it's not a hard sale where you know car accident victim calls you you want to explain to them whether you hire me or someone down the block and they'll give you some names of good lawyers and those who you should probably stay away from you want to move quickly because the insurance company's hired their defense lawyer the hard sale does not come in when you're dealing with somebody who's a victim of sexual abuse it's more of you're a listener you want to hear their story you want to empathize with their story and a lot of times, um, it's not a claim. There's nobody collecting on the other end, but you want to give them the resources that are available to them so that they can um, hopefully get a pound of flesh. But if not, you know, the, who you know who they deal with for therapy and who can they speak to? And they're often relying on us to give them that those avenues. All right. So when it when it comes to uh, say you're probably your uh, what your your firm's really built on is personal injury. Uh, mm -hmm. What what mistakes do uh, clients make prior to giving you a call or maybe even after they call, but what is the common mistakes they've made that maybe would have made them have a case or, you know, you know, whatever, what, what's some of those mistakes that they make? Common mistakes are, you know, the usual gamut of making, uh, giving recorded statements before hiring a lawyer. And oftentimes during these recorded statements, the insurance company are asking them very specific questions about their diagnoses and what their actual injuries are. And these are not, and that, this is not saying about education level, they don't have sophistication to medicine to be able to answer those questions correctly as nor would I. And those are, we'd rather give the insurance company that through their medical records and objective medical findings than have the, the client, you know, or the insured call their insurance company and try to explain 
oftentimes when they explain it away, they're actually making mistakes and the insurance company hangs it on, you know, the hat over their, their head over this, you know, just simple Scribner errors. Interesting. The big mistake after they sign with us is individuals who fail to show up for medical treatment. Um, there's usually gaps in medical treatment where they showed up for two or three visits, then they're, they're not to be heard from for weeks. And we understand that you have pain and that, um, you know, pain is subjective. But if you're not showing up, it gives the insurance company ammunition to say, if, you know, Joe Schmo was so injured, why is he not showing up for medical treatment? Why is he just sitting on his butt? No, I mean, I assume they're looking for any little thing they can get to. Being a smart defense lawyer is easy. You know, some good defense lawyers out there, some great ones actually, I know, in the area. But it's an easy job because all you're doing is you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it sticks. You know, plaintiff law, it's a lot more creative. You're having to put together your case. Defense law, you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall. There's no way this accident could have caused the injury this person is complaining of. They had these issues before. Uh, the MRI, yeah, maybe it's different than what it was beforehand, but it would have happened anyway over the course of time. It's not from the incident. I mean, they're going to argue everything possible outside of admitting that they caused this very accident. Causation, meaning that the accident caused the very injuries your client's complaining of. Excellent. Well, I'm, I always have to make a list of these uh, mistakes so I don't do it myself, but uh, in case I get injured. But uh, <laughs> um, so I want to dive in a little bit more uh, into, um, I guess, really, I want to. I got a couple of questions that are outside of my normal questioning, but um, one, you know, kind of you have your structure. So you, you have a lot of different locations. How, how have you structured that from um, a business standpoint? How does your team, do the, the, your offices kind of communicate together? Do you have daily huddles? Like what do you, what do you guys do to, to kind of keep things uh, operational? So we keep the offices staffed at least at the very minimum on a couple of offices. I have writers. So those are blog writers who work in the office. I want someone there at all times. First of all, competitors will say it. No one's there. It's an unmanned satellite office. Therefore, it shouldn't be on Google Maps. And a lot of these digital agencies will rat on each other. And you've seen it all. I mean, this is nothing that you're surprising you. So a lot of lawyers play the Google Maps game and they'll open an office in like a Regis building. And yep. those are obviously being spammed. Um, so how we communicate is we use one system. Before it was client profiles. And we're eventually going to be moving over to Filevine um, to go to a cloudless system but or cloud based system rather i say cloudless cloud-based but we also <laughs> lead docket term right there <laughs> come up with these things and uh we use lead docket as our crm and that's how we track all of our leads from all of our offices excellent yeah yeah, yeah yes that's a good point so yeah we have clients all the time like hey uh just put me a location in this city i'm like well you know what's what's the goal what are you trying to accomplish and what's is that going to be a physical office is it is it not because google's not that stupid and yeah. we you know we have to have a real address you can't use a p.o box and nope. all that kind of stuff but google my business is hugely important mm -hmm. and can be a huge factor in in driving traffic so yeah so if you're 100%. you're a um a pi lawyer in south carolina and you only have one physical location but you're like well i serve the whole state uh, and there's other markets um google my business is going to serve you maybe 20 miles out and that's it so then you have to go on to SEO, Google Ads, and yeah, other even 70 miles out. If you do a local grid search on one of any, you know, there's many different services that provide those grid searches. Local Viking. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll see that once you get further than two miles out, you start to, it, it's like a depreciating asset. So, yeah, it loses steam. So, what I'd recommend to those who are listening is uh, not opening up in the most populated markets because you're probably going to have a lot, of, a lot of trouble ranking. You know, those other firms have been there for a number of years. They have tons of reviews. There's a lot of criteria besides local citations. So what you want to do is open up, look for the low-hanging fruit, the cities that are somewhat populated, but not not for like Florida. Instead of Tampa and Clearwater, although I happen to be in those areas now, maybe you want to focus on like Largo or Pinellas Park, smaller towns but that are municipalities that have a population where you have a shot at ranking in the top three. Because you're not in the top three in the maps, you're really not there anyway. So like I said, I'm hiring Matt to come work for <laughs> I mean, if I don't make that much money right so uh i'll, I'll give you that. i I'm, I'm really i have a law license i work on a select group of cases now 
Well, most of my day is literally being a digital marketer is working on my website and working on web traffic. Well, um, it definitely shows. Um, so uh, I appreciate the conversation on that. But yeah, yeah, everything Matt just said, write it down. If you're listening, um, you know, how engaged you are when you're marketing with your law firm, you know, I'm not sure. But uh, these are things that you should know and be aware of for sure. And Google My Business is huge. Google's putting tons of emphasis on it and they're adding more features to it and they want you to use it. And um, it's just, I feel like it's, it's still kind of the, the huge opportunity that's in front of most people now because now people are starting to focus on it more, but it's only in the last year or two that really people have gotten the point that, oh, we can rank this. We can put yeah. more into it. Most companies don't even, most law firms don't even know you can log in and add things and put posts and all that. They have no clue. Yeah. I mean, a thought that I have is white hat, meaning that it's, uh, it's above board, is constantly adding pictures. And if you get the Google My Business app on your iPhone or on your Android, I have an Android um, I would go right now and literally get that app because when you add the actual pictures on your phone, you can hashtag them specific keywords. You don't want to use those keywords over and over again. That's spam. One time, you know, in front of one of your awards or in front of a picture, personal injury attorney, John Doe, uh, Clearwater personal injury lawyer, Matt. But, you know, just go go through the gamut of different uh, – use the word gamut a lot today. Go through the different myriad of, uh, of terms, but start using Google My Business app because you're doing it on your desktop, your laptop. You're not able to do that. Yeah, no, totally agree. Uh, you got to be active, be doing stuff, and you can actually compete. Again, I think, especially some of these markets that are smaller or behind the times, I feel like uh, they're not using that stuff, and they just don't even know probably that it exists. I don't know how many firms I've looked at. You know, They've been around for 30, 40 years, massive firms, tons of locations. All their GMBs are just garbage and not even yeah. – they've never even logged in. They just they just assumed – you know, it's a listing and you make it and you're done. And uh, some of the very biggest firms I'm seeing. That a lot of low hanging fruit. So it is low hanging fruit. And really pictures will drive your rankings up. No different than reviews will. Everyone's focused on reviews, not just reviews. It's local citations, which obviously Kevin can get into. Um, and you want to go through citations? Or you want me to? Oh, well, go ahead. <laughs> what do you For local citations, what do you like to use, by the way? What service do you use? You use like Yoast or? Um, honestly, I don't know what we use. Um, I would have to ask my team. So I don't actually manage that stuff myself, but um, we we use, I know we use uh, local Viking for a lot of our dashboard yeah. systems. I use that for grid searches. Okay. We do it for grid oh, searches. Um, we do press release and, and get backlinks for your GMB. Okay. So we do it. Uh, we do Citations are basically listings and they're like yep. listings in superpages.com or Merchant Circle or yep. it's not a different companies, but you got to make sure that your name, your address, and your phone number, NAP, are yeah, across the board there. It must be consistent. Otherwise, you're going to get penalized for that. So there are certain companies that can aggregate all that data and put into hundreds of citations, which will put you on board with all the best guys are ranking the top three. Then you want to worry about reviews and pictures. Pictures help out so much. I can't even, I can't I think, tell. I, I want to say we use Moz, Moz Local for, uh, oh. for, for at least the, the, the top like 25. Um, and man, I, every time I do an assessment for citations, it's like just terrible. Usually it's about five or 10% correct. And then mm -hmm. 17% is uh, accurate. And then like, or I mean, uh, is wrong. And then it's like 70% missing. So um, happy. Yeah, we even have some errors on ours. If you change your name of your law firm, which we have uh, twice in the last three years, on added partners or whatever have you, even if you change it like to, we used to be Sibley Dolman Guy, then became Sibley Dolman Guy, accident injury lawyers. By the way, now everybody does that. Adding like yeah. accident injury or certain keywords in there helps you rank on the maps. But once you change it, you got to check all your citations to make sure they're consistent. And there's tools that you can buy like Bright Local or Local Viking that can help you do all of them at once or Yoast. Those are like the big ones. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, so, and also another thing is uh, if you, if you use the word street spelled out versus ST, 
and you've done it in different places, different ways, that can be an inconsistency. Um, if you change your phone number or if you're using uh, dynamically injected uh, phone numbers for different advertising and your Google My Business and listings have different numbers, that can be a problem too. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that can be an issue with that data. And Google, at the end of the day, they're saying, hey, is Matt's firm trustworthy? And do they have consistent data out there on all these other aggregators? You know, and do I want to send a user to his page? Is it relevant content? Is it trustworthy content? And that's what there's really is a big trust factor. And so that's going to affect how you're ranked. 100%. So it's, it's the easy thing to fix too. And, uh, and just have someone monitor it, um, you know, once a quarter even would be a good place to start. So yeah, I mean, all Google cares about is returning the best result for the search query. And if your data is inconsistent, if your information is inconsistent, it kind of looks like an amateur shop. It's such low hanging fruit that's very easy to fix. Yeah, I don't think I've re- I don't think I've reviewed any firm stuff and, and seen like a hundred percent on their citations. No, we're we're not. Yeah, which is good. I don't want to see that because then I can't sell them anything. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> All right. Um. Let me see. I got another one more question, and that's um. Then we got some questions coming in here from from YouTube right now. So. Um, obviously you're big into organic. Give me some examples. Like what all have you, you're doing? So obviously content, but Mm -hmm. what types of content for the people listening? Like, uh, obviously to build SEO articles, blogs, social media. So I mentioned earlier content silos. So for instance, like you have a practice page and a practice page is a car accident lawyer. Let's say you're in Raleigh or you're in uh, Durham, North Carolina, and you have your Durham, North Carolina, Crocs and Lawyer practice page. Well, the content silo is that's the top. The silo is what follows. And you're going to start answering questions like, who pays my medical bills after a car accident? That's a blog. What does it mean if I live in a no-fault? I don't know if North Carolina is a no-fault state. Florida's a no-fault state, meaning no matter who's at fault in the accident, you're treating under your own personal insurance until you get to a certain number, which is 10,000 in Florida. Um, what is contributory or comparative negligence? How do I get? How do I obtain punitive damages against the tortfeasor or the at-fault party? Um, is texting and driving punishable under the law or how does it affect my personal injury case? I mean, that's another blog. These are all blogs that are going to support the practice page. And that's what you want to start building out is answers to search queries. You want your page or your website to be more of a resource page for those out there. What's going to wind up happening is although your pages are not going to, they're not necessarily there to sell the client. Okay. You don't want that. Those are very fluff pieces and they're unlikely to land people. You might get a little bit of traffic. You might land some individuals, but it's not going to land as much as if you get a big spider net out there and you're just catching more and more and more individuals who are coming into your site. It's a resource page and hopefully a certain percentage will convert if it's well-written. Yeah, so, uh, also action high, you know, right at the top. I don't know, you know, and I, I don't know how much you often talk about this on your podcast, but uh, in terms of like, are you using a, like engage or somebody who's monitoring your website at all times for the traffic that comes in to make it kind of automated and all different partners are receiving text messages when somebody's on the actual site for web chat. But you want to prompt them at the top of the site. You want to make it just as easy as possible for them to contact you. Not everybody wants to read the entire blog. It may take a little bit to understand that you are knowledgeable, you're an expert in your practice area, but the cost to action have to be on top. They have to be just open and obvious to the consumer that they can catch you right away because most folks don't have a big attention span. They just don't. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I, I see that all the time, you, homepage of a, of a firm, and like you can't find the phone number. There's no like, what's the next best step? What action should I take? And they're like, you know, they just, they're not missed. They're missing all calls to action. Like they don't want to prompt people to do something, but you know, you want them to, to do something right while they're there. Sure. And what you were talking about, we call that kind of like a pillar strategy. So you got your, your pillar piece, truck accidents. Yeah, Durham. I, I hear all the time. Yeah. That's just what we call it. But yeah, you got your truck accident, Durham, right? And then off of that, you got all your blogs and things that link all up, up to that piece. And then it ranks truck injury Durham in search more so than probably the blog, you know, the blog piece itself is like supporting that. Yeah, it's supporting that it's adding authority to that 
the actual practice page. And some of those yep. supporting pieces, if they're well written enough and they have enough to get some links that are pointing to it, they can they can rank themselves. Hundred percent. And then you're attracting too, really. I mean, you got really top of the funnel, so people that are researching, they're not really sure, they're reading some articles and blogs, maybe, and then a, they're they're getting immersed in your brand. And then at the same time, you're you're driving your ranking for the main search term, which has more intent. Truck injury, Durham. They might actually convert. More immediately. So yeah, you're you're kind of you're driving it home everywhere. You're building that nice foundation, and now you're starting to like like you said, you're just getting tons of traffic. Um, whether or not they're going to be a client today or next week or next month. Yep. Um, yeah. And there's another discipline called, and you said it better than I could have said it. Um, it's called conversion rate optimization, where once you're getting enough traffic, there's certain experts you can bring in. Your agency might do this as well. Where there's certain tools we can use, like Hotjar, and there's others that. Yep. You can determine why you know these people are coming to your page, but they're not actually converting. Is there? Can we change the color? Is it changing the font? You do what's called A/B split test, where you're mocking the page up two or three different ways and seeing which gives you the best metrics. You know, are they staying? How how long are they staying on the page? Are they bouncing quickly? Are they going to other pages? Are they doing deeper dives into other areas of your practice, or are they just bouncing off never to be heard from again? And those are signals that tell Google how trustworthy your page is. It's uh it's a user experience, which there's a new algorithm that's rolling out now, and it's be rolling out in the next like 90 days that's based on user experience but they're already that's already part of the algorithm it's just become he- more heavily weighted as we oh, go yeah they're, they're, they're constantly just uh giving more uh priority to that so yeah so you for everyone listening to you can have tools that you embed on your site and almost like a heat map like a um infrared will show you hot spots on where to put buttons where to move like you were just saying change the color of this and that where people would click if they were you know where their mouse clicks are clicking and then you make adjustments and then you you try to make that page page convert more and more and more with the same amount of traffic you're getting so yeah absolutely there's a ton of tools out there hot jar like you mentioned is one of them yeah, like uh, neil, neil patel has one uh, i think we we use and i can't even think of the name of it for some reason uh but tons of options out there mm-hmm. but uh, you should be doing all that stuff constantly to say all right well if we get a thousand people to my website every month and i only get one lead per month how do i get two leads per month from the same traffic or even 20 leads per month What's ten leads off a thousand? You're at, you're hitting one percent. So what yeah. if I move off to two percent? I'm I'm doubling my amount of leads that are coming in. What's your margins at the end of the year? You've really increased your margin. So just small little changes is amazing how much of a difference that can make in your website. Uh, so this is actually we got some questions here from Sean Ragsdale. So. Uh, Matt Sean actually works for my company. He's on our team. Uh, he specializes in advertising, although he's got way more skills uh, than that in marketing uh, for for law firms. But yeah, Hotjar is a, a great example of one of the ones that we use. Um, but let's see. Uh, Sean's got some other questions he posted up here. So let's see what he's got. How long does a sign uh, client happen? How long does okay? How long does it take to sign him up? I guess that's what he means. That's what he yeah. asked. <laughs> Depends how quickly we're on it. So I always recommend you you have a dedicated intake team. And that's tough when you have a very small firm, if you're growing volume. But if you even if you're a small firm, you got to have somebody that will respond to these calls immediately, literally within like two, three minutes. If you're not, they're on to the next law firm. A lot of these individuals are doing nothing more than window shopping. If you don't land them quickly, and I can't tell you how many times we'll get them back somebody five, 10 minutes later, and they've already called another law firm. And it's so frustrating. You're like, God, I just did all this work to get them to come to my site. They came to the site. They're happy enough. They called us and we lost it because no one was there to respond to their call. So we have 24-7 answering service, but we, if available, we'll answer our own calls. But right away, we get right on the leads. I guess uh, part of his other question, I mean, do you see kind of a trend? Do you, do you see if people were kind of like looking around or searching for like the last week or two? Or is it pretty much like this is this is an urgent matter that has to happen right so away? So I go back and forth on this. Retargeting does work. 
Um, you know, in sales, normally say you need to have six to seven touch points on a consumer before they come over to you. I don't believe that's necessarily true personal injury. I think it's a few touch points. Some people take a little while to make a decision. They got to talk it over with their spouse. They got to feel you out. They're not quite sure what they want to do. Some people are ready to sign right then and there. They just want to get a lawyer and it's over and done with. Others aren't so quick. So they'll come to our site and then we retarget them. And Google's made it more and more difficult for lawyers to retarget. But we all know how the tools work and there's plenty of ways to do it. And retargeting can be very successful. The yeah, I would agree. So yeah. answers next question, the funnel process. I think if you're looking for like a dentist or like a tax provider, that, that funnel process will last a couple of weeks. But for a personal injury lawyer, I'm saying I'm, I'm thinking more to five, seven days at most. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I agree with, with that just based on that, you know, what you do. Um, I would think and just personally thinking about how I would respond is it would be a much shorter window. If I want to get like a, a tooth fixed, I might wait a month or two or who who knows, right? Plus yeah. like, especially if you're a guy, you probably just don't give give a crap. But um, no. but yeah, you're hurt and you're not sure if you have a case or not, and you know you got to go get some treatment and it's going to cost you a lot of money. You probably want to get ahead of that pretty quickly. Yeah, so. plus all the television commercials are telling you that the the other side's lowering up, and you only times of the essence, and all these buzzwords are constantly in your mind all day long. You got to hire somebody quickly. Oh, this was uh, another one from Sean earlier when we were talking about um, some of the stuff we use uh, all in one SEO pack. We do uh, we do Yo Yoast is a good one. Yep, Yoast. Um, so he was just he was responding to some of the things we were talking about. I just didn't catch up on him. Let's see. Yeah, here's another one. Uh, they'll get flagged uh, though if it's not a real name of your business. Yep, 100%. Um, we actually had... Yeah. Sure, oh, oh, I didn't mean to jump the gun, but make sure you're checking your Google My Business listings regularly or have an agency. You know, that's why you hire this agency to handle this for you. You're not going to have the time. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm selling you. You need somebody looking at this regularly because it's user-generated. People can go in and change your name. That's well, so people, people can make suggestions on everything. Yeah, and we've seen our hours change. We've seen our name change. It's like... That's point. It's competitors are doing this regularly. You have to have somebody on it at all times. There's so much business to be lost. You don't know what your next big case is going to be. Plus, just your margins. If you sign up an extra two cases a month over 12 months, you get 24 cases and you have a washout rate of 10%, maybe two, three cases don't have insurance. That's still an extra 20 cases a month. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good point. And so, I mean, obviously, yeah, we, we offer a Google My Business service, um, not just to rank it, but to monitor everything mm -hmm. and also reviews uh you know we make sure that reviews are responded to the same day okay negative or positive review so if it's a oh. negative if it was a negative review someone from my team would be like hey matt we just got a negative review here it is reviews aren't as bad as people think they are it makes you look like yeah. a real business not everybody's yeah, gonna absolutely. Have a review. but you need to respond and say hey we're gonna take care of this whatever and if it's a good review thank you so much uh that helps it shows activity mm -hmm. um and but if you leave a unmonitored bad review it's kind of hard to respond to it six months later 100 uh, so yeah it's just there's so many things that you need to keep an eye on but it just looks like you don't care about your customers i mean you can only defend yourself so much on a review if somebody has something negative to say you can't discuss the actual intricacies of the case i think different state bars will have problem will have a problem with that yeah, um definitely. but at the same time they are blowing attorney client confidentiality by discussing your services so you can at least say that this doesn't really match what really happened i'd love to help you out please call me back i'd love to make this experience better for you or at least get your feedback on what we did wrong so i can learn for the future there's ways to spin it and it looks positive as a business owner rather than just ignoring it altogether yeah no absolutely i think uh we usually like to keep it take it offline own, own up to it yep. to, because other people are going to read it. I think that's the main thing is what the other potential customers see. Because if they say, oh, it, oh, it's a bad review. Oh, and they responded because that was a good response and they they actually yeah. care and they're going to take care of this. So well, who do you trust more? The guy who has 312 reviews has a 4.8 rating, has some negative reviews, mostly all of them are positive. Or the guy who has 600 reviews and everybody's a 5.0. What world does that happen? First yeah. of all, that guy's probably bought all these fake reviews. There's nobody who's, no one has made everybody happy. There's no way, especially in personal injury. Not 
Patrick was pissed off. They didn't think they got enough. Their friend Jane, who works at 31 Flavors, knows somebody's friends, brothers, sisters, mother who got more money in their case, and they're going to be pissed off. And there's, it's not your fault as a lawyer. It's just going to happen. We try to eliminate that as much as we can by providing great service. But no matter how great your service is, there'll still be one person who's not happy. And that's why when I see just 5.0 and several hundred reviews, I start to yeah. wonder, man, it doesn't look natural. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially for something like you guys, you're not that high transaction. I could see, you know, if you were a, uh, a medical practice where you saw, you know, a hundred patients a day or um, they can have lots of reviews and that, that makes more sense. But yeah, you know, someone like us, we, you know, we have 80 clients, but you know, to get a review is, is like pulling teeth. And then sure. we're not, we're not high transaction. And it's going to take 90 days to six months to a year before they even will give us a review because we don't even ask them yet. Cause we want to make sure that we've done a good job and it takes that long to figure it out. So. It brings up the next issue, the local service ads. I know you're probably seeing it in your area. I'm seeing it yes. here. Local service ads like the bane of my existence. They've hurt pay-per-click. They made pay-per-click that much more difficult because it now it moves it down below the fold on the page. Um, but the bigger problem I have with local service ads is they're not designed for lawyers because it has an area for reviews but nobody's reviewing you as a personal injury lawyer until at least month five or six in most cases you're not getting done the first six months and then a good portion of them are not going to get done until you litigate those cases, which could be a year or two. It's not like the plumber who comes out and can immediately <laughs> get a review. The guy came out. John did a great job. He did exactly what we hired him for. Or, uh, you know, you hired the accountant, you prepared your taxes. That's over in 30 days. The law is a little bit different, and the case takes a long time. So, therefore, I don't trust a lot of the reviews I'm seeing in local service ads. Yeah, it, again, to your point, yeah, it takes a long time, and, you know, it just doesn't make sense. And local service ads, uh, well, we, we do run those for, some, for, for clients, um, are – so far, and we've surveyed clients that we have, is that they're low quality leads, if if not leads at all. Um, and most are have to be disputed, and Google will refund the, the money that they charge for them. Um, but uh, what we hear mostly, way level, way, yeah, garbage leads for the most part. Yeah, horrible. More so, more so. You know, we have some clients that like we have some clients that are like, hey, I'm doing everything, and I want this now. And we'll say, okay, well, we can add that, and it might supply a few extra leads for a week or month, uh, which is totally if that's what they want to do. That's that's cool. It will do that. Um, but it seems right now that you know they're not as high quality leads that you would think they would be based on what they look like and the placement that they are. No, maps are so much better, much better reviews. They have a much higher inherent level of trust in the firm that they're hiring. It's, it's one called shooting fish in a barrel, but it's a lot easier than local service ads. Local service ads tend to, it's tough. I mean, there's been so many studies on them and it's not consistent as to what the data points of, we're still learning a lot about it. And unless you got an early and in the very beginning, when not a lot of law firms are doing it, that was a wild west, but now it's really not anymore. Yep. So this is from Sean. LSAs were made to combat uh, engines list and home advisor. They cost you much when people just want a window shop to window shop. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. 100%. And then, you know, we've had clients that have had like these other listing systems and stuff like that. And they're usually junk and they, they go out to a ton of different firms at once. And it's as fast as to pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, and they just seem they're like lead generation is I've seen nothing but bad stuff with that too. Yeah, um, lead generation we've done it before. Um, buyer beware. Most of these leads have been combed over three or four times before you're calling them. Uh, a lot of these leads will call them and uh, they never ask to be called. It's just a lot of and I hate the curse on the show, but a lot of bullshit. So that's why you want to focus on organic, organic and maps. There'll always be room for organic and maps. You'll hear a lot <laughs> blah 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 that organic's going away or they're getting it's it's less real estate over the years, but it's, it'll always be there though. And maps yep. will always be there. There's some thought they might monitor monetize the map over time, but I haven't seen that yet. Um, that's the way to go. It's the easiest way. It's the most cost-effective way. And it's the only way that you're going to be able to compete with the biggest boys in town without having to go dollar for dollar with them. Yeah. Well, actually with, uh, if you have Google ads running, you can add the map extension and you can get an ad 
placement in the the three pack and be the oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the fourth yeah the top one yeah yeah you think a straight paper click is just it's not the way to go anymore either yeah this is another thing uh sean was saying so he's talking about our team here but uh i was just talking about this this morning i'd rather talk to a 4.3 with 30 reviews than a 5.0 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sean will tell if you're going to go to a restaurant tonight, right? If you're significant other and you're thinking about where am I going to go and you find this nice Italian restaurant, are you going to go to the one that has 5.0 reviews or the person who has 300 reviews and is a four eight or four seven? It looks a lot more natural. Not every yeah. meal could have been perfect. What they didn't burn something one time, something didn't get screwed up, or the waiter didn't screw up an order. I mean, come on, it's just you know right off the bat, it's just pure BS. It's, well, it's, people yeah, are getting smart. People are smarter. This generation we're in, they're like, hold on, you know, this is bull crap. They don't believe it. So yes, here you go. It's, uh, from Sean too. Sean's active today. <laughs> Thanks, Sean, for all the questions and responses. Want to be yeah. yeah, I agree. Well, I think you know, I, I look at reviews for everything I do: buy, purchase, product, services, whatever, all of it. Unless I have a, unless I said, Matt, who do you recommend? You know, to be um, a, a good tax attorney or something like that, or a, you know, I'll get some professional recommendations. But then I'm still going to go look at the reviews, look at their website, and everything else to validate. Yeah, negatives are. Unless it's like a consistent team that no one answers calls or it takes three weeks to hear back from somebody or these doctors or the lawyers always work at the same exact doctor and it seems to be quid pro quo. I mean, other than that, you can deal with a negative review. There's going to be a bad client experience and so on. I think it's funny when you read the negative review where you're like, that person's crap. Like, they suck. Like, I don't I don't put a bad mark on this company at all because yeah. they look like they're they're in the wrong. By the way, uh, people, uh, yeah. you can look at the history of that person who wrote reviews. You can see all the other reviews they wrote. And if they were just re- bad review after bad review, trashing all these businesses, or even better, you'll find a person who writes a bad review about you as a law firm. You'll go to their profile and you find out they wrote eight other reviews about other law firms. Well, they're probably working with one of your competitors. What's the chance they hired nine personal injury lawyers in the last like three years? Yeah, Zero. right. It's, it's I mean, insane. hopefully it's a once in a lifetime thing, right? You would think. You would think. You would hope. Um, yes, you want that guy as your client. <laughs> that's a good yeah, you know, there's people that always want the free meal in a restaurant. Yes, exactly. That's what they do every day of their life. I'm like, oh, it's uh, terrible. Yes. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up. I do have to go here soon, but uh, I appreciate uh, no, you sharing awesome. all this with us and, you know, very knowledgeable in, uh, in what we do in digital marketing. And that's just great to see because uh, not every managing partner um, or someone working with a law firm has the know-how, has the knowledge. And I think it's uh, important. No, no. Array or, Digital is a fantastic agency. And that buyer beware. So this is a really good agency. There's a lot of guys out there who claim to be really good. And you'll see them speaking at a lot of these different lawyer functions too. And I'm not going to name names, but I know a few different guys who show up at these functions and I'm outranking them in their own city and I'm not even in their city. And then you start to wonder how good could they possibly be? And that's why you got to be very, very careful of who you hire out there. Most of the guys doing search engine optimization, there's a lot of charlatans. Oh yeah. And it's, it's, um, but people be like, Oh, well we will guarantee you this and that. And you know, that's, Three months or, um, you know, I have, I have sometimes be like, Hey, can you just do like a, can you do a quick like SEO fix for us and just bill us for like, you know, one month? It's like, that's not how it works. No, and the guy says he can get you in the first page in three months. What is he doing to get you in the first page in the first three months? And then are you going to be blacklisted after that? Once they figure out what you did, which is probably spam. Yeah. Shame. You're yeah. A blacklisted website is the worst thing to go through. You don't want to have that happen. You got to start from the beginning over again. It's just the worst. I know people if that happened to and they should listen to my advice, which is slow and steady wins the race. That's right. Yeah, good. Everyone that's done the right things and produced the good content continues to get rewarded by Google. Every time they make an algorithm update, it's almost like you get more reward because you've done it. One time we dropped a little bit, but we bounced right back. 
within like 60 days. Yeah, you're never you're never going to drop very far if you're doing the right thing. But if you're doing the wrong thing, Google's going to put you in that penalty box and you're probably never going to get out of there. Yeah, I knew a guy to remain nameless, uh, owned an agency that I, I've looked up to for a long time. When I started my agency, I was small and I was like, oh, this guy, they're doing like five, 10 million a year. And um, they went out of business almost overnight because they were doing all black hat stuff and they had clients all around the country. They're a number, they're like a top 10 SEO company in the country. Yeah. And um, they lost everything. You know, guys like this. If you're on Instagram tonight and you see somebody telling you, we can get you on Google's first page in 30, 60, 90 days, run, do not go there. They will get you there. They will 100% come through and then you're going to fall off and you're going to be blacklisted. I, Google is very smart. Their artificial intelligence can detect bullshit and that, that company is full of it. Yeah, it's just like trying to buy uh, buying likes and followers on Instagram too. Oh yeah, you're going to eventually I mean, one that looks super, it looks like bullshit and it smells like bullshit and it is bullshit. Yeah, why is your, you get a million followers but your post has one like. Yeah. yeah. You have a million followers, you're just a personal injury lawyer. You're not like a, I don't know, a rock star. How's that possible? No one cares well, most, about them, most of them look like them. They have the billboards and all that stuff and TV commercials. <laughs> yep. That can be you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, Matt, uh, I want anyone to reach out, connect with Matt. He's obviously a uh, wealth of knowledge. Um, go check out Matt's website. I'll actually miss with one T. Um, I'll take it any way I get it. You know, Matt, with two T's, one T, I'm cool. As long as I'm, I'm on here, it's, it's, that's awesome. Check this out. Hold on. Boom. Fixed it. Boom. Nice. So check out Matt's website. It's a very nice website, obviously, uh, full of good content. Um, reach out to Matt, connect with him. Um, I'm sure it, you can connect with uh, Matt through all the different uh, social media links that he has on there. And my email address uh, Matt, on the website. I'm happy to discuss SEO with anyone. Yeah, cool. And I will put your website address in the comments here um, so that everyone can check it out on, on YouTube or LinkedIn. Let's see. Here we go. Hello, gentlemen. Joseph, how's it going? Hey, Thanks Joseph. for tuning in. <laughs> so, Matt, thanks so much again for joining me. Yes, sir. Uh, look forward to having this on the podcast. If everyone's tuning in, if you are a law firm and you need help with marketing or any of the things that me and Matt talked about here today, uh, try us out, reach out, give me a call. I'm happy to help just talk you through things. And uh, check us out at ArrayLaw.com. Check out this episode soon on the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you.